conspiracy theories, eh? Wait till you get a load of this. Hello, and welcome to Cracked Sisters Conspiracies, where a podcast that covers conspiracy theories, mysteries, and all of our spooky shit. My name's Jackie. And I'm Cassandra. And we are said sisters. Hello. Hello. I am at your new house. You are, for Christmas. I had to drive eight hours today. <laughs> On a six-hour drive. <laughs> that, was, that was a lot of fun. I bet. Uh, it was not. But... They get to do it all again tomorrow. Just, well, hopefully your child won't throw up this time. I really hope not. That was the first time she's ever gotten car sick. And that's the first time she's thrown up in like six years at least. So it'd be like that sometimes. It, uh, it, it do be like that. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm hopeful for my journey home tomorrow because it is Christmas Day then. And usually going home, at least in my experience, is always faster and easier yeah it's not friday traffic before a holiday yeah like when we came up yeah because so. you'll be driving home on christmas day correct so we'll wake up we'll do presents and breakfast and then hit the road yeah and then mom and dad are here also they're here till what thursday yes they're here for seven days so it's a lot of a lot of parent time it's fine it's not too bad so far, but it's only been a couple of days. True, but you guys went to the Jelly Belly Factory We today. did today, because where I live, it is local for the Jelly Belly Factory. I did not know that. Apparently, a lot of people did, though. Yeah, like, usually if you say, like, Fairfield, they're like, oh, yeah, the Jelly Belly Factory. Never heard of it. Apparently, it's a big uh, to-do in everyone's lives. Except for mine. Yeah. Not that I have a whole lot going on at most <laughs> points in my life, anyway. Anywho, we're rocking some quick... quick- <laughs> Can't spell Christmas, can't say Christmas. Merry Christmas. I bit my tongue yesterday really hard, so I can't say and it is that Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Yes, which which one are you? I have the Jack Daniels and um, I, one that you bought me. I did, and I have the dead inside, but jolly as fuck. It's very fun. It's very fitting. I do love wearing a new Christmas sweater every year. I think this is only the second Christmas sweater that I've ever acquired i have a baby yoda one that i bought for an ugly christmas okay (laughs) years ago but that's it very cool very cool very cool anywho so what are we what are we talking about so today remember is that religion of the flying spaghetti monster that's right and i don't feel like that's a real thing it is it totally is that doesn't make sense it's like the one-eyed one-horned flying purple people eater why are you looking at me like you don't know what that is one eye, one horn, flying purple people eater. Sounds like a penis. It might be. <laughs> <laughs> the song about a dick. Oh my god, I've been singing that since I was a child. <laughs> no, I've never heard that. Okay, well, that's what I think of when I hear flying spaghetti monster. It's, I guess it's close. So the flying forget- <laughs> spaghetti. Spaghetti. <laughs> Is it that tongue thing? It's my S's, man. <laughs> The flying spaghetti monster, or FSP, is the... We had spaghetti the other day for dinner, sorry. (laughs) Yes, we did. (laughs) Spaghetti and meat sauce. Okay, so the flying spaghetti monster is the deity of the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, or also known as Pastafarianism. Like like Rastafarianism, but with pasta. But with pasta. Pastafarianism is a parody new religious movement that promotes a lighthearted view on religion. 
It's considered a real religion. Even though it's a parody religion? Yes. Okay. And this whole thing started in January of 2005 when a 24-year-old Oregon State University physics graduate named Bobby Henderson wrote an open satirical letter in protest to the Kansas State Board of Education's decision to permit teaching intelligent design as an alternative to evolution in state science classes. Okay. So there's like a legitimate (laughs) backstory to it. Um, the fact that he's from Oregon says a lot because I'm like, Oregon people are weird, but that is true. He's he doesn't seem that weird. He was just more upset because he's a physicist graduate, so he takes science very seriously. Yeah. And the fact that this school was trying to push religion. Basically. So, like I said, he was trying to fight against the intelligent design teaching. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what that was. So intelligent design or ID is a pseudo-scientific argument for the existence of God presented by its proponents of an evidence-based scientific theory about life's origins. Mm. So proponents claim that certain features of the universe and of living things are best explained by intelligent cause, not an undirected process such as natural selection. Oh. So they're saying God did it, not... Not literally any science. Correct. Things ever. Okay. So ID is a form of creationalism that lacks empirical support and offers no testable or tenable hypotheses and therefore is not considered science. Right. The leading proponents of ID are associated with the Discovery Institute, which is a Christian politically conservative think tank based in the United States. I've heard of that. I didn't realize that's what that was, though. Yeah. And then now that I mentioned creationalism, I should explain what that is because I also did not know what that is. Sure. So that is a religious belief that nature and aspects such as the universe, so earth, life, and humans, originated with a supernatural act of divine creation. In the broadest sense, creationalism includes a continuum of religious views which vary in their acceptance or rejection of scientific explanations, such as evolution that describe the origin and development of natural phenomena. Okay. Like any religion, they don't want evolution. They want to say it's something some, else. Something bigger that created us, but then they Spirit can't back the it up. No, but how could they prove that? that exactly. Henderson satires creationalism by professing his beliefs that whatever a scientist carbon dates an object, a supernatural creator that closely resembles the spaghetti and meatballs is changing the results with his noodly appendage. (laughs) Henderson argued that his beliefs were just as valid as intelligent design and called for equal time in science classrooms alongside intelligent design and evolution. Okay, I I am very interested in this now. So the continuation that he goes with is pretty crazy. Like, because he keeps it going... And I think it spirals a lot more than he ever intended it would. Okay. The letter that was sent to the school board was sent prior to the Kansas evolution hearing as an argument against the teaching of intelligent design in biology classes. Henderson, describing himself as a concerned citizen, representing more than tens of millions of others, argued that intelligent design and his belief that the universe was created by a flying spaghetti monster were equally valid. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. According to Henderson, since the intelligent design movement uses ambiguous references to a designer or god, any conceivable entity may fill that role, including a flying spaghetti monster. Okay, yeah, that's a a valid point. point. I got it. He explained, quote, I don't have a problem with religion. What I have a problem with is religion posing as science. If there is a god and he's intelligent, then I would guess he has a sense of humor, end quote. Yeah. I feel like, and if he did exist, he would make himself known in a legitimate way. 
approvable something that way yeah yeah four months later in may of 2005 henderson had heard no response from the kansas state board of education so he posted his satirical letter on his website his letter gained significant public interest and pastafarianism then became an internet phenomenon (laughs) (laughs) due to his movement gaining traction he did eventually get a response from the board of education three of the board members who opposed the curriculum amendments responded positively and the fourth board member responded with a comment it's a serious offense to mock god they're ultra religious mm-hmm. and yeah okay well there's always going to be at least you can't one. you can't you know win everybody over. no no try as you might within one year of sending the letter henderson received mixed reviews but mostly supportive and decided to post the replies from the four board members along with the accumulated hate mail and death threats that he received i love that in a one-year time span, he received approximately 60,000 emails in regard to the Flying Spaghetti Monster. Per Henderson, 95 of his responses have been positive, and only the other five told him to go to hell. Really? Yeah. I, that's actually refreshing to hear. It's a lot more support than I thought he would have gotten. And also, I'm very curious how his website had so much traffic. Like, there I must know. be some specific audience that he's appealing to in his normal searches that would have come. I don't know. I don't know. I, it was like a viral video. Like someone just kind of randomly like, sees oh it. Like, oh my God, and then, I stumbled across it. Yeah, they send it to their friends, who send it to their friends, and uh, there you go. I mean, conceptually, I get it. It's just, I've never had that happen to me. So Me neither. <laughs> so the Flying Spaghetti Monster was featured on websites such as Boing Boing, <laughs> Something Awful. I've heard of that. Encyclopedia. Okay. And Fark. Oh, F-A-R-K? Is Fark? It, is it just F-A-R-K? I believe so. Oh. Or is it F-A-R-Q-U-E? No, it's, it's spelled F-A-R-K. Like, okay, that's what I'm saying. Is it pronounced? I think it's Fark. Okay. Yeah. But I'm like, that sounds familiar. We're saying the same thing, but saying opposite things. I got you. Okay. <laughs> I thought <laughs> you said it was pronounced F-A-R-K. Oh, like spell it out. Got it. No, 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 no. Additionally, an International Society for Flying Spaghetti Monster Awareness and other fan sites emerged. Okay. The Flying Spaghetti Monster became a symbol for the case against intelligent design in public education, which I mentioned earlier. The open letter was printed in several major newspapers, including the New York Times, the Washington Post, Chicago Sun-Times, and received worldwide press attention. Henderson himself was surprised by success, stating that he wrote the letter for his own amusement and really nothing else. I'm sure sure he didn't think it was going to blow up to the degree. No, definitely not. In August of 2005, in response to a challenge from a reader, Boing Boing, (laughs) so gay, announced a $250,000 prize, later raised to $1 million of intelligently designed currency, (laughs) payable to any individual who could produce empirical evidence proving that Jesus was not the son of the flying spaghetti monster. Oh. It was modeled as a parody of a similar challenge issued by young earth creationalist Kevin Hovind. What's young earth? I don't know, man. It was like, it was some religious... Those are the people that think the earth's only 2,023 Fucking something like that, yeah. Due to the popularity of the movement, at one point, Henderson had six book publishers interested in his story, and in November of 2005, he received an advance from the Villard to write the Gospel of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. Damn. It's, like, becoming legit. I know. (laughs) It's like, shit, for $250,000, I will write a book. I will, too. On something make-believe. 
In November of 2005, the Kansas Board of Education voted to allow criticisms of evolution, including language about intelligent design, as part of its testing standards. Oh, okay. On February 13th, 2007, the board voted four to six to reject the amended science standards enacted in 2005. This was the fifth time in eight years that the board had rewritten the standards of evolution. So he actually was able to kind of make enacting some progress and change. Wow. So now we're going to talk about their belief. Pastafarians. Pastafarians, their belief. (laughs) So although Henderson stated that the only dogma allowed in the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster is the rejection of dogma, there are some general beliefs held by Pastafarians. Now, do we know if these are perpetuated by him or they just kind of became the beliefs of the people as the thing began to grow? I think they kind of just became. Oh, okay. So and not then, him, like. No, he didn't lay out these ground rules that everyone follows. It's everyone that decided to come into this religion, kind of just. This is what they made it. Yes. One of their beliefs, and every time I say belief, it's heavily quoted or air Air quoted, quoted. is that the universe was created by an invisible and undetectable flying spaghetti monster after drinking heavily. Yep. The monster's intoxication is the cause for the flawed earth. Oh, I like that. I like that too. That makes sense. They also believe the theory of evolution was planted by the flying spaghetti monster in an effort to test the faith of Pastafarians. When the scientific measurements such as radiocarbon dating are taken, the flying spaghetti monster is changing the results with his noodly appendage. I love noodly appendage. Uh, I hate it. I mean, <laughs> it is such a descriptive It's word. very descriptive. Uh-huh. And what it makes me think of fucking straw over there noodly straw you can't do shit with that so just i imagine a bunch of fingers so there's pictures oh okay so in regards to the afterlife pastafarian's conception of heaven which is this is my favorite belief of theirs includes a beer volcano and a stripper or sometimes a prostitute factory Interesting. The Pastafarian hell is similar, except the beer is stale and the strippers have STDs. (laughs) (laughs) Working at 6 a.m. shifts on a Tuesday. Yeah, at the airport. (laughs) Pastafarians state that pirates are absolute divine beings and the original Pastafarians. Oh, like the Yoho pirates? Mm -hmm. Okay. The concept of pirates having been thieves and outcasts is misinformation spread by Christian theologists in the Middle Ages. Instead, Pastafarians believed that pirates were peace-loving explorers and spreaders of goodwill who distributed candy to small children, (laughs) adding that modern pirates are in no way similar to the fun-loving buccaneers from history. So I don't know how they or why they attach themselves to pirates, Pirates? but it's actually very interwoven. Interesting. Continuing, they believe that ghost pirates are responsible for all of the mysterious lost ships and planes over the Bermuda Triangle. Like the Flying Dutchman is the reason that all of that stuff. (laughs) That's where our fucking MH370 went. Okay, good point. Pastafarians are among those who celebrate International Talk Like a Pirate Day, which is September 19th. Oh, makes me think of Steve the Pirate from Dodgeball. Yes, he was a Pastafarian. There we go. Okay. Pirates became an intricate part of the religion due to something written by Henderson in his original letter to the Board of Education. He had presented the argument of global warming, earthquakes and hurricanes, and other natural disasters were a direct effect of the shrinking number of pirates since the 1800s. (laughs) 
A deliberately misleading graph accompanied the letter, which I'll show you in a second. And the numbers were humorously disorganized onto the x-axis. And it showed a number of pirates decreased, global temperatures increased. The parodies then suggested that some religious groups that had high number of disasters, famines, and wars in the world is due to the lack of respect and worship towards their deity. So this is the graph here. Okay. Showing, you know, as we progressed, it goes from 1820s to the year 2000. 2000. There was only 17 pirates left in 2000. Interesting. So there's maybe one left in 2023. That's why we have global warming. Okay. And then, oh, and it has the the global average temperature in Celsius rising as well. Yes. Okay. So Henderson backed up his pirate theory by pointing out that Somalia has the highest number of pirates and the lowest carbon emissions of any country. That is true. That's what I said. I'm yeah. like, okay, you, you got me. I think Somalia, when I think pirates, uh-huh. like real pirates that exist in the world. So, because I also didn't think pirates were real. For a very long time. How dare you? <laughs> you know. Well, I just watched Captain Philip. I'm the captain. I'm the now. captain. Now. I just watched it. It was very good. It is a good movie. As far as holidays are concerned, Pastafarians celebrate every Friday as a holy day. Prayers are concluded with a final declaration of affirmation, Ramen, instead of Amen, <laughs> because it is a parody that has Amen that most people say and Ramen because it's a noodle. Because it's a noodle. <laughs> The celebration of Passover, or now Passover, <laughs> requires consuming large amounts of pasta. And during Ramadan, you're only allowed to eat ramen noodles. I am all for this. <laughs> I love pasta. I might be a pasta I'm, I'm pretty close. The aforementioned International Talk Like a Pirate Day is right. observed as a holiday. Around the time of Christmas, Hanukkah, and Kwanzaa, Pastafarians celebrate a vaguely defined holiday named holiday. So like the Chris Hanukkah, where it's just kind of like yes. something. Instead of naming it each individual thing, they just celebrate the holiday. the holiday. And holiday does not take place on a specific date. So as much as the holiday season itself, it's more of like a feeling. And so a from brand. November to January, January, that's just holiday. Happy holiday. So... They say happy holidays, which is my next point. Oh. So they prefer the more broader sentiment of happy holidays. This is America. We say Merry Christmas. First is the very specific Merry Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) In December of 2005, George W. Bush's White House Christmas greeting cards wished everyone a happy day. Happy day? A happy holiday season. Leading Henderson to write the president to thank him for his note and including a fish emblem depicting the flying spaghetti monster for his limousine or his plane. Wow. He also thanked Walmart for their use of the phrase. God. And so, you know, the fish logo, it's like a crescent. Oh, this fish? Yeah. Okay. So they made their own with a, it looks like a It looks crab. like a, a crab with really bad hair. With noodly eyes or arms. Arms. Yeah. Okay. So that's what he sent him to I put like on it. his plane. So now they're literature. Oh, like their version of a Bible? Uh-huh. Okay. As I mentioned earlier... <laughs> Henderson got an $80,000 advance from Villard to write the gospel of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. That's right. Henderson said he planned to use the proceeds from his book to build a pirate ship with which he would spread the Pastafarian religion. <laughs> the book was released on March 28th of 2006 and elaborates on Pastafarian beliefs established in the open letter. He wrote that shit in less than a year? That's impressive. I mean, it's really easy if you make it up. <laughs> I mean, but I feel like there still needs to be some um, like creative... 
ability there. Yeah. I don't know that I could write something. I mean, it, I could. Like you're sad a long time. It won't be good. But yeah, that's true. The gospel urges readers to try pastafarianism for 30 days, saying, quote, if you don't like us, your old religion will most likely take you back. <laughs> More than 100,000 copies of the book have been sold. Wow. In 2006, the book was nominated for the Quill Award in Humor, but sadly, it was not selected as the winner. In September of 2005, before Henderson was given his book advance, a pastafarian member announced the beginning of the project to collect texts from fellow pastafarians to compile into loose cannons mm. for the holy book of the flying spaghetti monster. Got it. It was essentially ambiguous to the Bible and the book was completed in 2010 and made available for download. Oh. So as I mentioned earlier, it's not just Henderson that's coming up with these. It's it's, any member can. It's a community They can have it as much or as little input as they want. It's like the Wikipedia kind of Yeah, some idea. religion. Yeah. Some of the excerpts from the loose canon mm. include the following. Suggestions 1-1. One, one is I am the flying spaghetti monster. Thou shalt have no other monsters before me. Afterwards is okay. Just use protection. <laughs> the only monster who deserves capitalization is me. Other monsters are false monsters, undeserving of capitalization. Oh, okay. Slackers 151 through 152 <laughs> states, you have done a half-ass job. You will receive a half of an ass. The great pirate Solomon grabbed his ceremonial scimitar and struck his remaining donkey cleaving it into two. Oh, half an ass <laughs> oh i didn't i was so taken aback the new testament of the flying spaghetti monster dinner 2.0 also known as the new and improved recipe was published on june 1st 2018 it is the holy book of the unitarian church of pasta and the fsm flying spaghetti monster mm-hmm. revivals church of ziti ah, ziti <laughs> Because baked CD, I got that one. Okay. <laughs> the excerpts from the New Testament of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, Dinner 2.0, include the following passages. So book one is the Holy Book of Lasagna. <laughs> and it states, we never doubted our divine carbohydrate, even if our DNA is shaped like a noodle, so we know that the pasta is holy. <laughs> the New Testament also includes, it's better if you do's, and it's best if you don't. Okay. And some of those are as follows. It's better if you find a thing that you're good at. Okay. It's better if you live in harmony with the world. Mm -hmm. It's better if you make art. It's better if you lead an untethered life. And it's better if you work together. Okay. It's better if you don't put people in cages. Yeah. Literally and figuratively. (laughs) It's better if you don't work too much. Okay. It's better if you don't value possessions. And it's better if you don't hurt others. Okay. So this is giving kind of like Satanism vibes. Like Satanism is actually a very... It's the antithesis to like whatever traditional religion. Yeah, it's very open. It's just like, don't be an asshole. But traditional religion is very judgy. And like when you actually like look at it, you're not a good person. If you Mm -hmm. are judging me so harshly because of who I am or what I do or how I live my life, why do you fucking care? Yeah. And who are you to tell me that what I'm doing is wrong? Exactly. So this is telling you basically don't do any of that. Don't be a garbage person and you will go to spaghetti heaven. Which is beer and prostitutes. Yeah, beer volcanoes and prostitutes sound like a fun time. Even, you know, prostitutes with STDs. It's not a bad hell, I guess. So I wonder, do you think it's like, it probably is not molten lava beer that's coming out. No, it just said stale beer. No, no, no. I'm thinking of the heaven beer. Did you say it was a volcano? Yeah, I just mean that it's It's like like spewing. spewing. 
Like you put your cup in, it's always replenished. Got it. Whatever reason, my mind's eye is like envisioning people just putting their mouths over volcanoes, getting. And then I was thinking about the fucking shotgun shot. I was assaulted last night. You. That was hilarious. The first thing, though, watching the brothers do it to each other. I missed that. Was highly inappropriate. I felt very uncomfortable. As you should. Watching Alex shoot a load into his brother's mouth. Which they are very receptive of. It was. But then, yeah, you. Because he didn't feel the shot all the way. And I guess if there's air, it comes out as a projectile instead of a nice stream. And so I imagine it just shot. Bro, it shot and like bruised the fucking roof. I'm like, do you even have any tonsils left? No, that's why I can't talk. (laughs) That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. But I knew that's exactly what was going to happen. I didn't. (laughs) No, because he tried to get me to do it. I said, absolutely not. I should have listened. You should have. Don't do anything he ever asks you to do. You know it's going to be a bad idea. I know. Like, we played Bamboozle today, and that was fucking terrible. What flavors did you get again? I got booger. Oh. And I got dirty dishwater. Was booger just, like, really salty? Or? It was. And it just, I don't know what a booger tastes like, but it tasted like that. I can ask Grace if she eats her boogers there all the time. It's fucking gross. And then he got hot pepper those look gnarly. So he's like, we're not going to look at the scale. I thought it was like being boozled where you get a hot one and then a normal one, but they're the same color. No, they're these are just hot. hot. And he wouldn't let me look at the chart. So we put it in our hand and we said like, one, two, three, go. His was orange. And I said, I'm not eating that. Mine was green. So I assumed it was a jalapeno. So we popped it in our mouth and it was the spiciest thing ever. And like went all the way up to Carolina Reaper on this scale. Yeah, he got a... Uh, it was like habanero. He got a habanero. Like, oh my God. No, it looked... It was painful. See, and he offered me one, and I said no, because I trust nothing. That's a very good point. I should really live my life like that. (laughs) Because he is not looking out for anyone but number one. I'm so glad I'm marrying him. (laughs) Okay, so now we're going to talk about the cultural influence of the religion. Okay. The Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster has thousands of followers, primarily concentrated on the college campuses in North America and Europe. That makes sense. In August of 2005, the Swedish concept designer... Nicholas Jansen created an adaptation of Michelangelo's The Creation of Adam, superimposing the flying spaghetti monster over God. This became and remains the flying spaghetti monster's de facto broad image, which is what's right there. That would be a dope-ass tattoo. Please don't tell Alex that. <laughs> but it would. <laughs> it would. I'm like, that looks cool. <laughs> I hope Henderson at least has something. To commemorate that? Yes. Yes. In 2007, four talks about the Flying Spaghetti Monster were delivered in the American Academy of Religion's annual meeting in San Diego. The talks with such titles as Holy Pasta and Authentic Sauce, the Flying Spaghetti Monster's Messy Implications for Theorizing Religion, and examined the elements necessary for a group to constitute a religion. Speakers inquired whether an anti-religion like the Flying Spaghetti Monster is actually a religion. Okay. Since October of 2008, the local chapter of the Church of Flying Spaghetti Monster has sponsored an annual convention called Skepticon on the campuses of Missouri State University. Atheists and skeptics give speeches on various topics, and a debate with the Christian experts are held. Organizers tour the events as the largest gatherings of atheists in the Midwest. I'm actually, like, super into this. I literally, as I'm doing my notes, more further I got into it, I'm like, I think I'm a Pastafarian. I might be, too. Like, it's pretty cool. I really like it. So now we can stop saying we're agnostic and just say we're we're Pastafarians. One nonprofit microfinancing site, Keva, Kiva, 
I've never heard of it. Uh, That doesn't ring a bell. The Flying Spaghetti Monsters group is an ongoing competition to top all other religious congregations and the number of loans that it issues via their team. As of October 2018, it's reported to have funded U.S. $4 million in loans. Oh, okay. In 2019, there was a documentary released titled I, Pastafari, (laughs) and it examined the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster and its fight for legal recognition. Oh, yeah, because I bet they want that same old 503c, like, business that other cults can do it. Right? (laughs) In April 2023, a children's Bible of the Flying Spaghetti Monster was published in Germany. Oh, my God. If, do they have an English translated one? Because I feel like Gracie would benefit. I think we should, yeah, we should at least get a Bible or something. So now we're going to talk about the legality of this Ooh, okay. church religion. religion. National branches of the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster have been striving in many countries to have Pastafarianism become an officially and legally recognized religious with varying degrees of success. In New Zealand, Pastafarian representatives have been authorized as marriage celibates And as a movement satisfies the criteria laid down for organizations to primary promote religion, philosophical, or humanitarian conviction. Can you get married by a Pastafarian pastor? Pastor. (laughs) Only in New Zealand. Zealand, But okay, I was going to say maybe by October. We already have an officiant. And I don't know religion. His name is like Sticks or Stinks. What? <laughs> Bro, when Alex gave me his list of the people for the wedding. Oh my god, I remember. It was Sasquatch. Like, they, they weren't names. They though. were not names. They're adjectives. And I'm like, who are these people? He's like, they're my friends. I'm like, what are their real names? I don't know. I can't send a wedding invitation to Sasquatch and Smelly Armpit Man. Yeah, like, that's that's my And uh, wife. Officiant. And other. And other. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Whatever. Butt trumpet. I don't know. But I, I remember we were going through the list. And yeah, there were a lot of words where there should have been names. That is true. So hey. that's going to be my wedding. So you're going to be married by Stinks? I think that's his name. It's something equivalent. (laughs) So a federal court in the U.S. state of Nebraska ruled that the Flying Spaghetti Monster is a satirical parody religion rather than an actual religion. And as a result, Pastafarians are not entitled to religious accommodations under the Religious Land Use and Institutionalized Persons Act. That's not fair. I feel like if all the other quote unquote religions can take advantage of those fucking loopholes, they should get to too. But that's the thing is all these fake well, religions, they at least believe in God. And this is Nebraska, which is pretty. I'm like, well, what do, that doesn't matter. It, if you make fun of it, it does. If yeah. you do, you can do any variation of God. As long as God's included, it technically will be constituted. My God is the flying spaghetti monster. Not in Nebraska. It's not. Okay. Well. Pastafarians have used their claimed faith as a test case to argue for freedom of religion Mm -hmm. and to oppose government discrimination against people who do not follow a recognized religion. In March of 2007, Brian Killian, a high school student in Bucombe County, North Carolina, was suspended for wearing a pirate regalia, which he said was part of his Pastafarian faith. Killian protested the suspension, saying that it violated his First Amendment rights to religious freedom and freedom of expression. Okay, yeah. He said, quote, if this is what I believe in, no matter how stupid it might be, I should be able to express myself however I want to, Mm -hmm. end quote. I have no idea what the outcome of that was. I don't know, but I I am on that kid's side. And also good for him being that young and taking a stand for what he believes. Yeah, he was, what, 15? My God. Yeah. 
In March of 2008, Pastafarians in Crossville, Tennessee, were permitted to place a flying spaghetti monster statue in a free speech zone in the courthouse lawn and proceeded to do so. The display gathered national news and was covered by the Rolling Stones magazine. In August of 2013, a Christian Orthodox religious activist from an unregistered group known as God's Will attacked a peaceful rally that Russian Pastafarians had organized. Activists, as well as police, knocked some rally participants to the ground, and police arrested and charged eight of the Pastafarians with attempting to hold an unsanctioned rally. One of the Pastafarians later complained that they were arrested, quote, just for walking. See, my problem with the God's will people Mm -hmm. or whatever, it's like not very godly of you to attack someone else. But God wants you to strike down non-believers or blasphemies. But like, and I agree. Terrible messaging. I agree. Because if we can't have a difference of opinion, therefore I must be punished. Yes, I think that's what uh, the Old Testament was all about. Pretty much. <laughs> and then lastly, in July of 2011, Austrian Pastafarian Nico Alm won the legal right to be shown in his driver's license photo wearing a pasta strainer on his head. After three years, he spent pursuing the permission, obtaining an exemption, certifying that he was psychologically fit to drive. I fucking love all of it. And this is how I had first heard about it and Alex had first heard about it. Because I guess the picture like had gone viral. And so when Billy was over, I walked into the room and he said, oh, haven't you seen the DMV photo of the guy with the strainer on his head? And that's what led to our whole discussion. Which is, this is so great because on the surface, you're like, that's a fucking dude with a strainer on his head who believes in a flying spaghetti monster. But at the end of this, I'm like, I am one of those people. Right? How is that any different than wearing a cross, which symbolizes a guy that's literally a zombie and that's right yeah because when you you believe in a zombie i believe in a pasta monster Uh, yeah who's to say who is actually right so these are some photos of actual dmv pictures (gasps) look at that this does not look like he looks like willie nelson (laughs) with i don't know that doesn't look like a pasta trainer but it doesn't but i think that's the best he could do it looks like he's got an antenna but he looks like someone who is straight up pastafarian to me he does and then so that is the end of the Pastafarian religion. Oh my God. I didn't, I think we can say we are certifiably Pastafarian now. I think so. I didn't know what to expect going into this because I thought it was going to be some wackadoo shit like Scientology. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Scientology is, we haven't gone into that one yet. I'm scared because I, know, I don't want right? someone to come for me. But like their shit was based off of a book that was written that was essentially a sci-fi novel. It was. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, how is this any different? Oh, my goodness. That was very interesting. It was. And entertaining. So I'll have to find their gospel and bias. Yeah, I think we need to look for that for sure. And I kind of want not a tattoo, but like a shirt or something. Yeah, I'll see what I can find. That is fantastic. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So what are you going to cover for next week? So she says next week because next week is the last week of this current year. Sorry. I just, Oh, that's right. Yeah. So as you're listening to this, it will be 2024, but it is not yet. Yeah. Cause um, we took a break. I'm trying to take a break. And then I still have another week to get my shit together, mm-hmm. but lucid dreaming. I want to do that one. Okay. Sorry. Because that's something I do. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, that's scary. Okay. My uh, coworker, completely unrelated. 
she wanted me to make her a shirt. She was having a really bad day. And so we just kept refilling her wine glass in the conference that room. Works. Because you don't actually work. You just drink at your job. I don't know. How do I get one of those? My job is very stressful. And we work very hard. I have never seen you guys work once. <laughs> because you come at the end of the day. The market closes at one. And that's when all of like the bombs have been dropped. dropped. <laughs> and so we are just kind of in that recovery shell shock phase. But anywho, we just kept pouring. And she's like, just keep pouring. Boring, just keep pouring. She's like, can you make me a shirt with Dory and a wine glass that says just keep pouring? I'm like, I probably could. So I have to see if I can put that together. Okay. But okay, so lucid dreaming, that's lucid what dreaming. I'm gonna do. Okay. But anywho, in the meantime, I really need to be better about prioritizing my that's time. what your 2024. It is one of my resolution. My what? revolution. Resolution. Resolution. New Year's resolution. I need to structure my time better so I can dedicate an hour a day to to notes, to TikTok, to Patreon, whatever, because you have been shouldering all of the weight for the last year. And uh, yeah, this is we're going into season two. This is going to be season <gasps> two. Oh my god! I, I was so excited. I totally forgot about that. I didn't even think about that because we have it scheduled. I guess that every year is a season, so we can keep track easier. I think that's true. So, yeah, this is all going to be season. This two. will be season two. So how many season one episodes did we have? We had 30, 30 something, two maybe. Holy shit! And we we started in March, so we'll have probably. 40? Wow. Very exciting. I'm excited. Yeah. So what you should do is you should go visit our Patreon or check out, we have the YouTube channel that has all of the recordings. We're going to have a website hopefully soon. It'll just be cracksistersconspiracies.com. Yeah. We have an email. If you want to send us suggestions, it's cracksistersconspiracies at gmail.com. You can get us on Instagram for more suggestions. I definitely need to redo my list and refresh the ideas and go through some of the DMs that we have. I know we've collected some. Yeah. And so really just kind of get the pot full again. Yeah. And yeah, we want to cover what you guys want to hear. So please reach out to us and whatever is the simplest way for you so we can do that. Okay. Very good. Well, with that, I'm going to say stay crafty. And have a great day.